Yo, welcome back to the show, Tales of Two Hoods. Today we have uh, Chris... What up? Chris Carr, Stonehenge Parnhash Nikovsky, the hardest rap name to say ever. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. So let's get right into it. So I see you have a lot of projects going on. You know, congratulations on that. You know, keep yourself busy. Uh, first thing I want to ask about the Brooklyn Wildlife. Yeah. Uh, we started Brooklyn Wildlife maybe 11, 12 years ago. This year we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary of hosting for me, the largest indie culture festival in Brooklyn. And when I say indie, I mean we don't get sponsored by the city. We don't get sponsored by any corporations. We don't have any labels behind it. And we bring together over 100, 150 live performers for the course of a week. And that came out of, like, us throwing a lot of shows in the first place, like, 12, 13 years ago, and wanting to have one day where we could get everyone in the same place. And so, like, Brooklyn My Life has always been about make what you want to see. Right. So like I was going to shows, I've been a huge hip hop fan for I don't know how long. And me and my homie Keith, we put together an album. We're trying to do shows and we couldn't really get booked. It was like hard to get shows booked in New York. And then we started getting booked, but we were getting put on bills with people where it didn't match or like in venues where they were shorting us on the money. Yeah. And it was like, we should just do the whole night. Like we should just start going to the venues and say, don't worry about the promoter. Don't worry about the booker. We'll do the whole thing. We know enough other artists. And Brooklyn Wildlife started with like music like that. But then because of that, my homies who painted or who drew or who did sculpture or who were into visual arts or filmmaking, you know, they were around. Mm -hmm. And we started trying to do events that also celebrated their artistic perspectives and then we started doing stuff with burlesque performers and fire spinners and circus arts and it just kind of so grew it's just not it's just not a hip-hop festival it's just a festival culture it's, okay. it's definitely about culture and about like people internationally celebrating hip-hop celebrating folk music celebrating dance and I, 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 you know, I come from the background, like I grew up in Washington, D.C. It was a majority black city. A lot of my experience with hip hop comes through kind of that lens of blackness. But also I've met people from psh, I don't know how many different countries that make hip hop music. Mm -hmm. And like I've seen it like touch the world yeah. and want to celebrate the folks I know who, you know, might be Vietnamese, might be Kenyan, might be Brazilian, who do whatever version of their, their art of hip -hop, yeah, and, right. and hip hop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool. So about your book, you know, you want to talk about that? I see you have a book out as well. Yeah, uh, I think through that, like, uh, my partner, Melissa, and I, we started a literary magazine. Like, I've been doing Brooklyn Wildlife. Most of it was, like, kinetic activities, like movement, like music. Even if you're looking at film stuff, it's, like, moving images, right? Um, and she's a writer, and I realized we hadn't really done many events around, like, writing and, like, authorship. And by doing those events, that got me more comfortable as, like, a writer. Okay. Like, I'm I'm a performer. I rap. I freestyle. And, but I've written, yeah. you know, for over a decade, yeah. almost two decades, whatever. But I never thought of myself, like, as a writer like that, like, outside of an academic sense. So once we started doing some of those literary events, I found myself writing stuff that wouldn't go to beats. Mm. And I started doing more poetry. And then I found myself doing stuff that didn't rhyme. It didn't have a pattern. It, it, it didn't fit for poetry either. Okay. Um, and I just started compiling it and compiling it. And at a certain point, I was like, I got to write a book. Mm. And then I couldn't. It was like, what do you mean write a book, dog? Like, that's not yeah, what not I know how to, yeah. you know? Like, who's going to, people don't read books. It's the age of the internet. And, um, like, 2019, I got diagnosed with melanoma, had my pinky toe amputated. I was on immunotherapy treatment for 13 months. And during that time period, anything creatively, where I was like, I should do it, I was like, do it. Like, 
you know, it, that was two and a half years ago. I've had a good recovery. I am a bless, like one of the luckiest people you will meet, mm -hmm. you know? So like, but at the time I'm worried about what some of these tests are going to come back and say, I'm worried about like, if they say certain things, you know, it's not one of those, I'll get to it in 20 years things. Mm -hmm. And so that put a lot in focus. And so I was like, I got to put out the book. And I titled it Thoughts of an Angry Black Man because, like, I was sitting there thinking I, I like, have so much love and appreciation of the world and the universe. And, like, my life experience has been beautiful. But when I look at how people of African descent are treated worldwide, like, how can I not be angry? And, like, why people get mad at me for expressing that? Or, like, why is it, like, yo, Chris, like, see the beauty in life? I do. And it would be more beautiful for a lot more people if people chilled out with the racism, yeah, yeah. you know, if people like cooled out with the exploitation. And I wanted to write a book that was just direct about it, that that wasn't dancing around it, that wasn't trying to be political. Like, it's not about your voting party, but like, as a person, here's how I feel, you know, when it comes to like what's happening socially. And it's angering. Like, it, it is upsetting when I think about what my grandparents talk about, what you see these movies, you know, you... you hear the tales and like the history and yeah. it's like fuck yeah. yeah you know but the the base of it though is really because it's it's about love it's about a, it's about me like it's essays it's poems it's raps it's just non-sequitur writing about like white supremacy about like the erasure of blackness yeah. you know it's about solidarity amongst different communities and amongst people who aren't of african descent but who share Similar ties. Yeah, you know, and, and the reality is the human family. Like, I, like I think I needed to get that blockade out of myself, like, mm -hmm. being angry about stuff and to be like, put it on paper, get it out, share it with people. That's what I was going to ask you, like, why, why why, the title, you know what I mean? But I guess you're explaining that. Yeah, well. you know, and, and to address that, that kind of elephant in the room of, like, I'm sometimes afraid to express myself because I don't want to be the angry black guy. Yeah, you don't want to be the vicious guy. But if I just start off being like, yo, the book starts with an angry black man. If you come to the show or you come to the book signing or the reading or you involve, you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's surprising that it's like, oh, wait, that's actually a, a effort to be like compassionate. Or like it's actually like hopefully if, if you really deal with the work, the work is about compassion and empathy and uh, I think support a fellow humanity mm -hmm. and so hopefully then it's like a, a surprise like it's a flip it's like yeah i thought it was gonna be a dude yelling about how white people are the devil yeah. it is this you're gonna <laughs> get a little you know but it's not nobody's the devil you know like yeah. it's it's humans make human decisions and like will we decide to to be one love will we decide to like address these conflicts yeah. you know get rid of the, the elephant in the room basically yeah yeah and in a way that like rap sometimes like i want to rock out sometimes i want to yeah, just i, I see one of your performances really cool you know and so the book needed to be that we're like let's talk let's talk real quick like yeah. it's not a one-way thing but like hopefully you get the book and then you want to have a conversation okay and the um you have something called the Black Land Ownership, right? Believe yeah. And uh, explain a little more about that. Is this something where people were buying land, being black, or is it just... Yeah, I mean, I was traveling. people? Yeah, I mean, well, there, there are a couple layers to it. Like, I was traveling, and everywhere I went, you know, I'm getting these conversations about gentrification. And people nuance it, and I finally was like, yo, it's about black people getting erased, disappeared. Like, I go to Oakland, where the black people go. Go to San Francisco, what happened? Go to parts of East Austin, what happened? I grew up in D.C. You go to D.C. now, like, what happened? Look look through parts of New York, like, what happened? And I was in Colorado, and there was just so much open space. I was hiking with my homegirl. She had a little farm, 
And I'm like, yo, who owns all this? Like, I've been through the Midwest. I've been through parts of the country where you don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of open space, but eh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not open, open. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I was up there just like, yo, this is beautiful, you know, and there are no black people. How come everywhere I go where it's super beautiful, I don't see a whole lot of black people? And it started really kind of bugging me, like, not really. Like, not on, like, just a again, get angry or political, but like, nah, what's the history? Like, why aren't we out here? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never thought about being out there. I'm from the East Coast. And I got back and was talking to my homie about it, and I was like, yo, it's you can get acres for 20000 You can get acres for 40000 And my homie's like, don't want, want to live out there. But I, I'm like at least old enough to remember, like, it's equity. If you want to buy property in a city and you don't have any equity or no collateral, and you can't save hundreds of thousands of dollars, you can't buy anything in New York. We can start buying property in these other areas. It's not like everyone who owns stuff out in Wisconsin lives there, you know? And this just isn't stuff people talk to me about. I didn't grow up with, like, an entrepreneurial family. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I make art as an entrepreneur. Like, I got to pay rent from my art. So, like, I, yeah, you know, so I get money, but not investment. Like, like let me show you how to flip. 25 cents into a dollar 50 legit like like you know there's you know but so with the land thing i was like and i started writing out all the issues that i was seeing my friends talk about in the black community and the the communities that were in support of the black community whether it's housing the police uh, abortion reproductive rights everyone was gonna argue like like within the black community my homies don't agree on defunding the police you know amongst they don't agree like should you expect the public schools to be good or just say, screw it, like homeschool? Mm-hmm. Black land ownership was the only thing I could think of where it's like, what are we arguing about? Like, you can't really argue against it. The more we own land, then we can control how the police function. The more we own land, we can control, like, how the tax base spends our money in the school district or who gets elected to what positions, you know? Mm-hmm. When you were a renter, the the person who owns your building has far more power in, like, government activities mm-hmm. than the... 30 people who live in the building or however many people. And it started, like, kind of hitting me, like, man. And making music, I'm always running into a problem of space. Like, where can we do our shows? I want to do an outdoor festival. Where? Here we go with those festivals. Don't mess with hip-hop because of the insurance problem. So you want to do an outdoor live music festival with hip-hop? You're going to have to either come with a lot of bread up front to cover the extra, like, tax. Like, oh, yeah, I want to do hip-hop? Yeah, sure. Give us extra, extra money. You know, and I I was just like, yo, I want to do an outdoor event and have a space where we can go meditate, where we can go make art, where like, you know, a pandemic hit, talking to people who like, oh, I'm going to my family's third house down in South Carolina. None of those people are black, you know, and I'm like, what can we do? And figuring out how to save $5,000, $3,000, get four people, get a $20,000 property, figure out how to do fundraising, figure out how to work with community. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of started Black Land Ownership as an idea to be able to tell other people how you can buy land. If you're not in real estate already, if you're not from a trust fund family, but how to work with your homies to save a little bit of money and buy land. Uh, And then it just started growing because as I met more people, I, I was meeting people who were in development, meeting people who are architects, who are lawyers, who uh, are financiers, who are people who are involved in conservation and and elements I had not been considering. Um, And so we ended up last year raising $20,000 to buy conservation land in Otsego County, New York. Um, We are looking to 
hopefully close on a second property in the next month that's um, about 20 minutes outside Cooperstown where that has like actual residents on it. So we'll be able to do the artist retreats and bring folks up, you know, get, get black folks camping, get, you know, have a safe space. Like my homies who are queer talk about going through certain parts of the country. are like, yo, it's not safe. You know, being a black person going through certain, it's not safe being of, if you're not a white dude, there's certain parts of the country where the given is we not rocking with you. A lot different. Yeah. You know, and again, should, I feel like as humans, we all can enjoy nature. But I know when people are like, yo, come out to Burning Man. I'm like, <laughs> 80,000 white folks in the desert on drugs, dog, setting things on fire. Like, that sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds fun. But also, I know what's going to happen at 3 in the morning when I'm in some tent with some random person. It's like, yo, dog, blah, blah, blah. And I got to be like, oh, not the racist shit out here in the desert, too. Like, I came out here to, you know. You get away from all that. Yeah. And and so I think uh, a lot of what started off as, like, a personal project, like, when we talked to homies, they were like, yo, we'll come out there. I still got some friends who are like, I ain't coming to the woods. <laughs> but, but you know, we're working on them. And, and to show folks you can raise the money, to show folks with no credit, without your parents putting up money, but working with you and your friends. Yeah, yeah, coming together. Yeah, you know. You accomplish a lot of things. Yeah. I get that. And the, uh, the education... You're trying to teach kids on, you know, um, what type of education are you trying to pass along? Um, I think that that came out of I was brought into a school to do a hip hop presentation and we did one or two and the, the students annotated my raps and we talked about what it meant. But then like the third one we're talking and the kids eyes glaze over. I'm talking like New York history, like y'all from Brooklyn, da da da, and they looking at me like, mm. and I'm like, what's up? Where y'all parents? Do y'all care about this? And they like. Out of 12 kids, like, eight of them were like, yo, my parents aren't from the U.S. Yeah. And so we ain't grow up listening to hip-hop in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, where y'all from? Oh, El Salvador, you know, Ecuador, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Senegal, Ghana, Jamaica, Haiti. And I'm like, so what y'all grow up with? What's culture for y'all? And the kids kind of looked at me like, what do you mean culture? Like, what, mm-hmm. you know? And I started, like, trying to get this idea, well, what's your life experience then? I'm not going to, I don't need to give you the, well, hip-hop's important. Tell me, like, what y'all go through as young people. And they kind of looked, and they're like, people don't really ask us that. Mm-hmm. Like, like for real, ask us. Like, I don't, we, we don't know how to answer, really. And I started thinking more about, like, what we were doing. Like, was I really servicing anyone by just rapping, you know, when I go into a class? And I started doing more of, like, trying to use the rap to start a thing of, like, all right, can the students self-express and like start teaching me about their life experience and that turned into me coming in and doing more work around like existential crisis and this idea of like as a 15 year old you're alive to do what with who like what's the purpose of the things you're engaged in like what influences it and we got into discussions of philosophy like one of the times i went in like we were, we were supposed to talk about like marxism or capitalism or something we got into hegel's dialectic and I'm talking to 15-year-old kids from Brownsville and East New York about phenomenology yeah. and aesthetics and epistemology and metaphysics. And even though they didn't know all the like terminology initially, all the ideas in it, mm-hmm. they were like all over the place. And so at that point, it was like, we're allowed to do this in the school? And I was able to open up a philosophy room. And we don't start with philosophy with Greeks and Romans. It's about like you as a person exploring the world, like the, the human brain. And, and what we're saying is, like, the human brain is an analogy-based, uh, problem-solving computational device and predictive engine. And so, like, we're made to make parallels. We're made to take on big problems and learn. 
And so anyone could philosophize, you know, anyone can ask these questions about meaning and ask questions about symbols and, and history and interrelate them, you know? And, and so that has been like a three, four year project now at ATEC high school of like implementing that. And we do liberation Fridays now and, and, uh, you know, having young people develop their own course of study, you know, where they get to develop their own research projects. They get to tell us about their communities, uh, the problems that are needed to be solved in their communities and not us just being like, do this, get a job, go to college, like open up their minds a little bit more. Hopefully. And, and like, take advantage of like, I didn't go to a school where there are kids from 12, 13 different countries, you know, like being in New York, there's a special like access some of these students have and to like mix it within, you know, what I bring to the table and being like a historian or the way that I, I look at kind of human dynamics. It's really fun to, to work with students where in one conversation, you got a kid who's Pakistani and he's talking about where his family's from. You got a student talking about Jamaica. You got a student talking about Ecuador and so when we're talking about like government policy, <laughs> it's all over, you know. And I, I didn't have that type of access. Okay, so you're just trying to get the other kids to have that access to that as well. Yeah, and and encourage, you know, because I, you know, I do think people my age, like I'm 44, like sometimes look at society like it's messed up now or mm-hmm. something. And I'm firmly in a belief that nah, yo, like you're as old as you feel. And and that the the youth really have the answers. Like I I think it's good that they're adults who care and that contribute and that mentor and teach and educate. But it's young people who are going to look at the world and be like, why is it like this? This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like people my age are trying to keep the world, kind of. You know, like I want to change these parts I don't like, but eh, this general structure I built my life around it. It's going to be young people who like, what are y'all doing, you know? And so for me, it's exciting to be engaged in that process and, and kind of uh, get inspired so that, like, I don't have to look at it like rap is whack or, like, all the young artists are corny. Like, I hear stuff that's dope. I don't have to look at it like the youth are all screwed up. Like, I'm around 16-year-olds that are, like, definitely um, problem-solving and, like, creative mm-hmm. and inspired for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your... Um your video that you went a million views on oh yeah the, uh, racial relationships or whatever it was called like that right i mean that was a couple years ago bro and it's it's sad because it's still relevant in a sense um what was the message you were trying to pass along on that that police brutality had affected me in like a real way like not in the sense of me being brutalized by the police but one of my homies that was on the album got killed by the cops uh, one of my homies I grew up with got shot by the police, had to walk with a cane after that. One of my other homies um, was hospitalized by the police. My other homies, while in, incarcerated, was beaten so bad that, like, a week afterwards, you know, his face still swollen up like a pumpkin um, by, by correctional officers. Um, and so just, like, it's not political to me. It's not about Democrats, Republican. I was trying to, like, explain to, like, some of my white friends kept being like, well, if, if people acted differently when they engaged with the cops. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that right now. Well, well, if the person just laid still when the cops told them to, they'd be okay. I don't want to hear that right now. Well, if, if the, you know, black people learn how to communicate with the police with more respect, I don't want to hear that right now. Like my homie got murdered by the police mm-hmm. and to try to talk about it in a political way to me, isn't real. It's on a, on a human level. Like, 
don't we as humans want a society where the people who have been given the responsibility and power to keep us safe actually do? Shouldn't they have some repercussion or something happen when they don't do it? And so it's, it was kind of like a plea to like the, the common humanity. Like, I, you know, I was starting to think like, yo, white people really not care about us, you know? And, and it was troubling me because I have this feeling like, no, all humans are capable of empathy. And I think I was sitting in this wall of like, maybe not. Maybe I should just, you know, kind of get on my Afro-pessimism and be like, they never going to get it. White folks never going to care. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like me making a statement of like, yo, like pay attention. Like, like if you one of my homies, if you somebody that's in my life, you come to the shows, you get drunk with me, you get half naked on stage. We, you know, do something with the fire spinners also care about this. You, you come and, and get drunk and enjoy the edibles and all the other stuff also care about this. Yeah, you support me, support everything I support. You know, and even if, and, and even if it's not like so real, look into it. Even if it's not something in your personal life, you, you've had to deal with, you know, can we have empathy for those who who have had to yeah, deal with it? it yeah, and then years later, you know, still George Floyd happening. Like the the, I think somebody uh, the cop who uh, killed somebody just got sentenced to like two and a half years. You know, that's it. And I I get it, right? Like it doesn't just happen to black folks. Yeah, it happens to a lot of races. And so to me, it starts with, oh. This just opens up the lid on why don't we manage this paramilitary state? So it's not even like, even if you don't know a black person who's been affected by it, you know, in general, for our society, wouldn't we want to feel safe? Yeah, I feel you, man. But um, just let everybody give out your Instagram so we can follow you, so we can support your movement. And we, I mean, we have a lot more to talk about. But hopefully you could come back another day. We talk about more things. Yeah. You know, it was a really good and nice meeting. You just let everybody know you're... Yeah, I mean, to find me, chrisbankscar.com. And I have Instagram, it's Parnhash Nakovsky. You spell it like you say it, <laughs> P-A-R-N-H-A-S-H-N-A-K-O-V-S-K-Y. But if you just go chrisbankscar.com, right, you'll man. find me. We, uh, we do another thing where we just have you sign the black book for us. Oh, we got some writers in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and if you want, you can do the uh, the freestyle in a little bit when you're done signing your book. No rush. Yeah. We'd like to get some of those bars in, too, if we let's, can. Let's do it. Let's do it. Where do I sign? Anywhere, anywhere you, you choose. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do it. We're getting a whole graph going on. That's pretty dope. I'm excited. This is horrible. Like, that. that's one thing also why I love hip-hop because, like, you can do multiple things, but I recognize I should do the rapping part. The graffiti, <laughs> the b-boy, oh, that was not good. It's not me. Uh, what? 2022. There we go. Appreciate it, yo. Fire. We're going to get that beat on for you. There you go. Oh, actually, let me throw one more up on here, too. You want to do a different color, man? There's more markers in there. Uh, we about to get you don't it. Have to, you don't have to dig one color. The end of the world is upon us. There you go. That one's better. There we go. Told, told, told.
He never sold his gold. He never sold his gold. And I turn it up and I have a little bit. I'm only one man, but I'm trying to make a change. It seems like the world ain't changing, always stays the same. I can't complain, I can't explain, the symphony I ain't arranged I'm the type to just dance in the rain My homie ran a passing ways doing his name Pop champagne all night, all day Until it's spraying all over the damn place I wanna give every single one of my fans a hug and a handshake Still building the foundation to the fan base Still spilling the feeling, showing emotion, no handbrake Able and willing, storming the building all over the landscape Living expenses, cables and bills, high like the damn stakes I wanna flip this dough like pancakes and build my own land and lace My life theory is particle and wave Quite clearly, yeah, the articles are crazed But one day, maybe these rhymes will pay you right I struggle to find the effing time of day to write I try to tell my friends, put the nine away, I'm right I try to tell them that rhyme don't pay, I'm right He remind me that the rhymes don't pay <laughs> So good Let's see, might have another Pain. After we met, never the same. Life, life, pledging my pain. After we met, never the same. Dance in the rain, leather and chains, never the same. Okay, leather, leather. <laughs> now, I'm truly clueless. My life's like moving mooses. Earth that I live on is hard, it's too polluted. Excuses are useless, news exclusive. Now, choose where the truth is. Know it again, I handle it, it's too abusive and inconclusive. He flew with gooses, never been a fan of band. I can't channel energy with druids. A truest nudist, here to make a movement, ruthless music. FM, I'm a face in the new tunic. Duct tape, fate, rock, blue is plumage. Hung himself with his own. Choose nooses, nah, just build with a Buddhist. Catch the enlightenment plan like the. <laughs> I probably, I probably use that first one. Okay, we like cutting it out. It's, it's all good. It's all good. All of it was fine. Yeah. Hold on, let me see. You want, you want to keep going? We can keep going. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I got more. Let me see. Let me think of. Let me think of that. Uh, it's only one minute long. Long. No, it's a cool. minute, 30 minutes long. So. Let, me, let me try one more take. All right, all right. You got it? Ready? Yeah. Everyone's going to go quiet except you. The end of the world is upon us. Ring the alarm. Can't hear us. Ring the alarm for whom the bell is told. Yeah. Now ring the alarm. For whom the bell is told, he never sold his gold Held his breath and face and death and couldn't recollect the illest story never ever told Not even to a mother effing soul, not as breath control He wrote the raven next to gutter step, mutter special codes over mobile telephones Never stopped the smell of rose, way too bellicose Me and mama family, hold on, hold on, start this over Okay, yep, yeah, there we go. There we go. Alright, yeah, yeah. Okay, part hat. We in the spot. There we go. Shout out to y'all. Taylor, Taylor, two hoods. They ain't ready. Bass heavy. Shake Chevy's. Okay, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. Bass heavy, shake Chevy's, break levies, caught up in the late wake eddies. 
Fresh baked oven steak plate eight Yetis. Grape grade eight, Golden Gate, Skate Gretzky. Taste make tape shape, something straight edgy. Crates that are dug in, in a dungeon laid sweaty with a cup of Sir Stanley. Read between the lines, Dexter Manly, Manly, P. Hall Prince are all up in the family. Don't call my mom's mammy. Sammy the bull will pull the wolf for the Grammy. My friend pulled a tool out the cotton for the candy. Macho man Randy, Savage Moss Lost, Surge Golden Nook and Cranny. Crack getting cooked by the pack for the fanny. Look at all the crooks just standing in the pantry. Novel Tom Clancy, fresh like Manny. Bambi in the panties, big bucks, no whammies. Then Plan to come aside the pussy, no plan B. Oh no, it can't be. Yes, it is. Now they try to raise the kids hands free. Natural disaster like Hurricane Sandy. Tammy Faye Baker recognized Sam Sneed. Quaker oats, boats float, thoughts ran free. Hater spoke, laser scope, all fine and dandy. In the pantry, the goats got candy. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, but it was really, it's really nice meeting you, man. It yeah, really I'm was. glad we rocked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate everything that you came by. I appreciate that. Um, a nice show. Um, it was great talking to you about everything you got going on, and I really want to appreciate it. I mean, I really want to say thank you for coming by. Yeah, and thank y'all for giving the platform, uh, the Taylor Two Hoods, and you out here. Shout out to everyone in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah keep keep in All touch. Right. Let us know your next projects and stuff like that. Maybe we get you back thank soon. Thank you, Chris. Yo, thank, thank y'all. You. This is dope. Y'all be safe. Tune in next week for another episode of The Tale of Two Hoods. The end of the world is upon us. There's a war going on outside. Listen. Check it. Listen. I said it's the kid knucklehead. Punch through my knuckles back. Keep shooting at me cause I'm eating all this fucking lead. I'm a beast in this feet like I never got fed. Got so much dough, you could call it Wonder Bread. Keep talking, you gon' be the one that I'ma be on my punch shit off with his head You see I'm on my punch shit, now I'm on my gun shit You see I'm on my dumb shit, life ain't shit so fuck it Seeing how I'm living and wishing that I wasn't When it happens, people ask me how I does it I tell them like this, I'm a sick one, I'm not cuffing it I'm straight fucking it, she unbutting it, she loving it, I'm cuffing it Never that, I'm a sick one, getting money been the Outcome, nigga, I'm the problem No, I'm not Cassidy, bow for your majesty Listen to what I gotta say, I don't play Smoking haze, and my life is living in a maze But I'm on top, the donut no glaze But I've never been a cop, nigga Shoot out the cops like my neighbor's uncle Murder, get it? Murder, bloody murder No disrespect to the cops, you ain't stopping my guap <laughs> Nah, just throw that back Murder in the mic, throw that shit back Let me... Um. The end of the world is upon us. I said, I'm an urban fucking prophet. Yeah, I get it off the green. Uh, nigga really talking shit. I get it while I mean. Yeah, you niggas really on shit. I can't with the beam. Uh, one shit, 20 star. I be getting green. Uh. Uh, listen, fuck you niggas talking about I be getting shit when I'm walking in your mama house I run it up, uh, gun it up, uh Talk down, run shit, I can fuck it up, uh Sum it up, double up, yeah, I got to run it up Gun it up, pun it up, yeah, I'm be like, pun it up Big shit, uh, I could split to your weak shit I'm fucking up, but I get it off the big shit, uh uh, drinking on my water, niggas really talking, yeah, I'm fucking on your daughter Yeah, I'm really talking shit, I get it off the, uh yeah, I get it out the uh, slip back, rip that. Uh, yeah, I talk the hot shit, hit hat. Uh, um, 
don't know, but I be playing like I'm off the fucking flow. Um, hold on. Hold on. The end of the world is upon us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, wah, wah. Grammy, a Brooklyn, New York. We ain't come to talk, we come to walk. You don't know, you think I have to stop. Hey, <laughs> yo, I'm just sharing. I hope you're caring, and everybody have a nice time if you're saying something with it. <laughs> yeah, man, bless up everybody. Love in the house. <laughs> yeah, it's a hip hop beat, but you don't know. Love in the house, man. That's the Grammy. Brooklyn, Trinidad, Jamaica, you don't know, Africa, love in the house. The end of the world is upon us. Okay, part hash, we just spot. Taylor, Taylor, two hoods. They ain't ready. Bass heavy, shake Chevy. Okay, they ain't ready. <laughs> they ain't ready. Bass heavy, shake Chevy, break levies, caught up in the lake, wake eddies. Fresh baked oven steak, plate eight yetis. Grape grade eight, golden gate, skate Gretzky. Taste make tape shape, something straight edgy. Crates that are dug in, in a dungeon lake, sweaty, with a cup of Sir Stanley. Prince are all up in the family, don't call my mom's mammy Sammy the fool, will pull the wolf for the granny My friend put a tool, out the cotton for the candy Macho man Randy, savage moss lost, surge golden nook and cranny Crack getting cooked by the pack with a fanny Look at all the crooks just standing in the pantry Novel Tom Clancy, fresh like Manny Bambi in the panties, big bucks, no whammies Didn't plan to come inside the pussy, no plan B Oh no, it can't be Yes it is, now they try to raise the kids Hands free, natural disaster Like Hurricane Sandy Tammy Faye Baker, recognize Sam Sneed Quaker Oats, boats float, thoughts ran free Haters spoke, laser scope All fine and dandy In the pantry, the goats got 